1: welcome to another episode of the unveiling grace podcast we have one for you today we're going to answer a really important question i'm lynn wilder
2: and i'm joel grote and we have adam Beatty back with us again this is part two if you haven't heard part one of his story please do that um fascinating adam was born in the covenant devoted lds um converted his wife, baptized his wife, married her in the temple, and uh, then as a gospel doctrine, gospel principles teacher, starts to run into some stuff, um, raises questions with his father who doesn't want to address it, and then not long after that, um, his father contracts cancer, I believe, and where we ended last time was the question of, so what do we do? How should we look at the fact that Adam's father died still with a strong testimony of Joseph Smith and the Mormon church? How do we process that as people who believe in the need for grace and salvation in Christ and in a God who is holy and loving and just and merciful? So, that's where we're going to start out today. We're going to jump right into that, and so Adam, thank you again for being with us. Thank you. Um, go ahead and fill us in on how and how you ended up having to face that, because I think you were when we ended. You said, "Man, after you came to Christ and you looked back on that, you just kind of shelved that that thing for a while." And then a conversation brought it back up. So let's go ahead and jump in there and just let us know the circumstances and how that topic came back up again. Sure, yeah. So
3: yeah, after my dad passed, and uh, I mean, I really struggled with that. I, my dad was, was more than my spiritual confidant and priesthood leader. He was my best friend. And, I mean, we were very, very close. And so after he passed, I mean, I struggled mightily. Um, and, uh, I had to look for answers. Uh, now we'll, we'll go into a little bit more of that, uh, here in a few minutes. Um, but as far as after I left the church, the question did enter my mind because my dad did pass away with a full testimony of the church, uh, and Joseph Smith. And, uh, I began to struggle with the idea, um, where my dad was at. And so I just kind of, I shelved it for a while. I didn't even want to think about it. I didn't want to address it. Yeah. Um, I just, I I wanted to, I wanted to think about, well, let me just take care of me and, and, and whatever I can do now, I'm just not even going to worry about it, but I did, it it did. It bothered me and it, it was always, I guess, present in the back of my mind. Um, Well, fast forward a few months, and, uh, Adams road, uh, came to, uh, Jamestown, Tennessee, where I live. And, okay. uh, they, they shared their testimony at the first Baptist church. It, I believe it was in June of 2019. Okay. And, uh, when they came, I ended up getting to, uh, meet the guys, uh, and Lila, talk to them, had good conversations with them. And, uh, they of course wanted to know my testimony and my story. I shared with them a little bit about my dad yeah. and, uh, Joseph asked me if, if dad had passed with a full testimony in the church and Joseph Smith, and I said, he did. And he said, we'll talk about that later. And once he said that, I realized at that point that I'm going to have to face this. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to hit this head on and, and, and work through this myself because I, I did struggle with that thought. Wow. And so I started searching the scriptures to try to find the answers. And I prayed a whole lot. And I came across uh, uh, the thief on the cross, and right there in his final moments, in his final breaths, he said, "Lord, we we remember me when you enter your kingdom." Wow. And and Jesus told him, "On this day, yeah, you'll be with me in paradise." And that that really spoke to me, and it I mean, it was a very powerful moment in my life because I remembered. A moment when my dad was uh, in his uh, hospital bed there in the living room at his house. And I was walking by and he grabbed my hand and he tried to tell me something. But you have to understand that the you know, the way cancer works, uh, it's it's so debilitating in the end stages. So I couldn't understand what my dad was saying. I, I didn't know what he was trying to do or say. But he grabbed my hand as I was walking by, and he squeezed it. And he was trying to tell me something. And while he was trying to tell me, he had a, he had a, a little tear forming on the corner of his eye. And I have no idea what he was trying to tell me. But it, whatever it was, it was powerful. Yeah, And, you know, it could have
2: been... Had you ever shared your faith with your dad, your newfound? So
3: I was still uh, Mormon at this point.
2: Okay. All right.
3: At this point when he passed, I was, because this was in 2018 when he passed. And then in in 2019 is when I, uh, when I left the church. Okay. When I got saved. Let me say it that
1: way. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But, But Mormonism likes to teach that they're the ones that give a second chance, right? Because of this whole idea of baptizing the dead. But Literally, you have to go through four hours of ordinances for some somebody <laughs> to think that yeah. they might be freed from spirit prison, right? And yet, yeah. and then it might yeah. not happen. And yet, if you're a Christian, all you have to do is believe and you're be freed. Believe.
3: That's it. That's right. It.
1: You so have I, eternal life. It's done.
2: Right. Amen. And where and that can I think happen you're...
1: at the point of death, why right. not?
2: Yes. And Why I think where we need the Savior to
1: comes after you and you say to him, my Lord and my God. And, yeah. and it's the real one. right? Amen. Right. Yeah. That's right.
2: And I think we always have to go back to the character of God. And um, I believe it's Abraham that said, we'll, we'll put the exact passage in the show notes, but he makes the declaration Will not the God of the whole earth judge justly? The fact is the God of the Bible is perfectly holy, perfectly loving, and whatever judgment he decides to mete out to people, praise God, we don't have to be the ones who make the choice. We know it will be just, it will be true, it will be loving, it will be exactly right for that person. And Uh, absolutely, we can't go, we can't go any further than that. No, and and I think to some degree that can give us hope, and you absolutely know, even for people like your father. I mean, it certainly it certainly means that at every opportunity we want to share the gospel, we want to share the faith, yeah. so people have hopefully that knowledge, so they can yeah. repent and turn to Christ. But at the end of the day, it's God's decision on what happens. So
3: absolutely, we need to just trust Him.
2: Yes. He's the God of all
3: creation. If we would just trust him his decisions are always righteous holy and worthy everything is going to be the way it's supposed to be with right. his glory
1: wow yeah. so somewhere between 2018 and 2019,
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. your God. life
1: changed what yeah. happened adam
3: okay so um it, it all started when I went to see. I was actually the uh, executive secretary in the ward here in my town. Okay. And uh, I was at church one Sunday and they sang the hymn, Praise to the Man. Uh oh. When they sang it, it, I mean, the whole church, I mean, it was so, it was full of pride the way they were singing about this praising of Joseph Smith. And I remember feeling absolutely sick to my stomach. I couldn't couldn't even hardly handle it. I came home from church that evening and uh, I looked at my wife and I said, uh, I did not like church today at all. And she said, (laughs) I didn't either. Oh, Oh, okay. And I said, okay. Uh, And I told her, I said, I've got some things I need to work through.
2: I didn't go into any details, but I told her there were things I needed to work through. So all of those... Now, for the sake of our audience, I'm going to jump in here because we learned in episode one, Ashley was a convert and she was actually a Baptist before joining Mm -hmm. the LDS church. So had she come to personal faith in Jesus, like as a child or as a teenager, did she already have? So she had a personal relationship with Jesus, even as she's a Mormon, which I'm Mm -hmm. guessing there had to be things that were troubling to her spirit.
1: Yeah there what weren't. I what we've learned <laughs> is yeah. when that's the case when salvation has entered a human being before they go into mormonism then the holy spirit starts to convict. Yeah. Little yeah. by Wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah, absolutely and it did. There were times she would say to me, I don't I don't understand that. That doesn't sound right. Yeah. And I would say, Oh, it's okay. You know, we don't have to worry about that. You know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But now everything has come to a head because now I'm seriously questioning things. Wow.
2: And so how, so how do you go from a very performance driven religious background? Because your father was committed. Um, you were expected to serve a mission, even though you didn't end up going on your mission. That's a whole story from episode one. People go back and listen to it there. Um, (laughs) To coming to personal faith in Jesus and to an acceptance of grace as a gift, because that is not an easy step for most people in performance-based religion to take. So, how does God bring you to that point? Well,
3: wow. uh, His grace. <laughs> his grace is sufficient. Um, so, so what happened with me? Uh, once, once you know they they sing that hymn, and we went on. and and I was just not okay with it Um, I I went through the next couple of days just really down and out I was quite depressed of course missed my dad I'd lost him and uh, you know I just kind of down and out about things and so lo and behold a friend of mine who happened to be ex-Mormon sent me a video of some guy named Micah Wilder, (laughs) his testimony he shared. And I was like, what's this about? It says ex Mormon missionary shares his testimony of the grace of Jesus or whatever the name of the the video was. And I was like, what's this garbage? And so I, I went ahead and I opened it up and I watched it. And as I was watching it coming from that very legalistic background, uh, you know, the covenants that I made and everything, even though I had questions, I still had those walls up yeah. to defend the church.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: So I get this video and, and I see how this missionary runs into some Baptist minister and and ends up <laughs> reading the Bible, <laughs> loses his testimony of the church. And I'm like, how weak is this guy to have lost his testimony? <laughs> Just because he met some Baptist preacher and, 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 and read the Bible, I was like, I'm surrounded by Baptists. It's Tennessee. <laughs> this is true. Yes. <laughs> I, I talk to them all the time, and I read the Bible, and I have a, a testimony of the church. This guy was weak. But then as the days go on, some of the scriptures that he shared in his testimony They resonated in me Um, and I started thinking about them and I'm like, wait a minute, you know, according to the Bible, those scriptures he shared sure sounded an awful lot like our works and, and things that we do have nothing to do with salvation, but it's got to do with some because it does say faith without works is dead. So I thought, yeah, but then Jesus, his grace, he, those, those scriptures kept coming to my mind. I could not shake them.
1: Oh, and so, wow. and
3: I thought to myself, I'm going to have to read the Bible so I can prove to my friend who sent me the video, who was an ex Mormon himself. I'm going to have to prove to him that you <laughs> can prove the, the uh, church to be true through the Bible. Oh. So I started, <laughs> so I started reading through the Bible, but of course I already had the answers in my head. I didn't put on fresh eyes. And so I was just skimming through the Bible and, and, and I'd be like, yep. See, that, that's good. That, yep, yep. The church uh-huh. is true. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Mm-hmm. And then I had, well, I had an epiphany, but really it was the Lord revealing something to me. Yeah. The book of Abraham it's oh, 2019. Yes. It's 2019. We know ancient Egyptian and I know some of those papyri are still in existence. Yep. Well, and then also if you look at the, the, Pearl Gray Price, you see those uh, facsimiles fac- in uh-huh. there. They're still there. And I thought, surely to goodness, there's been Egyptologists to translate these. I, yeah. I'm gonna,
2: I'm gonna go find <laughs> it. And so
1: they I will started, prove the Book of Mormon's. the the Pearl of Gray Price is true. right? Yeah. Yeah. right.
2: and that Joseph and Smith is, it, is a prophet. Joseph yeah. is a prophet. So
1: yeah. So
3: I started doing research into that, and uh, and lo and behold, I'm seeing on on Google there's several articles written by scholars on the book Mm -hmm. of abraham and i thought oh good okay and i start reading them and i'm like oh no Uh
2: oh
3: Oh, no he what do you mean he didn't get any characters correct what do you what do you mean it's it's a funerary text i I, i don't understand so uh i wanted to do a youtube search and uh, I found a video on there and it was like an hour-long documentary about the book of Abraham called The and, Lost
2: Book of Abraham. The Lost Book of Abraham.
3: Guess and who produced thought, that?
1: Guess who did? Joel. Joel. Joel's yeah. ministry.
2: We produced the lost book of Abraham. <laughs> yeah. You did a fantastic job with it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
3: awesome.
2: oh praise uh, God. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we worked yeah. on that for a couple of years and and because it's such a clear case, so you so you yeah. saw the lost book of Abraham, and
3: <laughs> I, did.
1: I love it. <laughs> I,
3: I could not believe it, and then I ended up uh, being led to the church's website and got a hold of the Gospel Topics essays, and I thought, what are these? The oh, historicity yeah. and the translation of the Book of Abraham. Okay, let me. Let, there's got to be some proof in here, and it says that uh, that the that none of the characters or events that were in the book of abraham were found in the in in the papyrus right. Well, it
1: wasn't actually abraham's life was it
3: <laughs> not about it didn't him actually come
1: from abraham yeah
3: wasn't even about the god of the bible it's uh, pagan polytheistic and I right thought, out of
1: egypt yeah
3: and i thought the churches admitted it and that and they continue to hide all of this information from their members
2: yeah.
1: I mean
3: I had to click twenty-seven different links to ever find the gospel topics <laughs> that's true. They they were not easy to come across. Wow. They're not. They're not easy to find. And so I felt absolutely like my w- whole world had been turned upside down, like my heart had been ripped out and spit on and stepped on and shot with a shotgun. Yeah. yeah. It was
1: wow. it was
3: it was hard. And uh so there and then I then I learned about Joseph Smith's uh, first vision accounts, you know, and, yeah. uh, I went, I went down, I went down the rabbit hole His is, uh, polygamy for teenagers yeah. and everything else. Yeah. And then the book of Mormon, all the anachronisms. And I thought, wow, the, the church is not true. It can't be true. It's, this is a farce,
1: but and, you believed in God.
3: Yep, yeah, but there for maybe a day and a half my mind struggled with maybe there was no god.
2: Yeah. And so uh, common, so common. Yeah.
3: And so I thought I want to believe in God. I want a relationship with Jesus. So let me do some research on the Bible. And and I found out that there's you know over 5600 manuscripts in the New Testament in Greek alone.
1: <laughs> yep. And, yeah. And
3: and, and As we get all these, uh, you know, manuscripts, we see that the that that this book is reliable. It's infallible. And that every one of those manuscripts point to the grace of Jesus Christ, a part of works. And and. uh, And so I saw that the Bible is reliable and I can depend on it. So then I was able to start reading the Bible with fresh eyes. And I, I read the Sermon on the Mount again, and I saw a different picture. This time, I saw Jesus when He was telling people the laws of God. He was ex- He was showing them they weren't capable of, of obeying these laws. Right, right, you're not right. capable. You he wasn't need-
1: telling them to live the commandments. He was yeah. saying you can't you, live the commandments.
3: You can't. I mean, who's not going to look upon somebody with without or? Who's going to be able to say I never looked at somebody without lust? Nobody. right? Yeah. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So uh, so I, I, I had a new perspective reading it. And then Matthew 27, 51, where it says the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. Yeah. And I thought, whoa. And it was from the power of God. It wasn't because God was grieved and I'm so mad at everybody that I'm going to tear the veil <laughs> of the temple. It wasn't that. No, nope. there was no more need for the temple. The veil right. was, the veil was gone away with because Jesus bridged that gap. We didn't need it anymore. Yeah, And, and then as I continue reading on, I'm reading the cross, the cross, the cross. Wow. And I'm like, what about Gethsemane? What, where, where does, where does the <laughs> focus on Gethsemane? Yeah. You know, I'm, I keep reading about the cross. So there's something, so I'm like, why? you know, the Bible obviously is, is very clear that the cross is important. Right. And and as I start going through some of the epistles, uh, I'm like, wow, it's just the grace of Jesus just over and over. Mm. And then I get to Colossians. Colossians changed my life. Mm. And, uh, you know, I see that Jesus, he's not a created being. He created all things visible and uh, visible and invisible powers and principalities, mm. yeah. all things created by him for him. And then the entire godhead dwells within the body of Christ himself and i thought wow so bodily the own jesus is god bodily heavenly father does not have a body of flesh and bone it states it clearly in colossians yeah. and then and then when I get to chapter two, verse 14, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us and took them out of the way, nailing them to his the cross. Law. Yes. I,
1: yes. I fell on my knees. Done.
3: I fell, I fell on my knees. I lifted my hands to the heavens and I said, Lord, forgive me. <laughs> oh. and I, want, I want to serve you and you alone. And I had the most overwhelming peace and love and joy
2: uh, that I've ever had oh, in my man.
3: life. Come over me.
2: So great, Adam. So where is Ashley during this journey? Is she just like yeah. standing on the side? I mean, has she now, have you been sharing stuff with her? And she's like, yeah, I've been wondering if the Mormon church is true all along. <laughs> um, so she- in the,
3: er- in the early stages uh I, I was uh, not sharing things with her. I, I was on my own personal journey Sure. and I didn't include anybody in that. So I kind of pushed everybody, all of my family, all my friends to the side. And yeah. I said, this is, this is about my journey. I've got to find this for myself. Right. And so from, from that point on, um, as I went down that rabbit hole, just continued to learn these things that showed that the the Mormon church was not true. Finally, when I got to the end of that road, I got to Ashley and I said, we need to talk. And so we sat down and I told her, I said, Ashley, I need to show you some things. And I want you to determine on your own how you feel about it. I don't want to tell you. I want you to determine that for yourself. And so I showed her some of those things about uh, the book of Abraham Joseph Smith's first vision, the me, Yeah. And-, and she said, I'm not okay with this. And, uh, and I said, Ashley, I can't believe the church is true anymore. I've, I said, I believe Joseph Smith was a false prophet. And I started crying and she said, <laughs> if he said the, and, and these things happened, I, I don't believe he's a prophet either. Mm. And I said, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this together. <laughs> So yeah from that point on i started showing her everything we okay. we went through and uh, so we were actually reading the bible together mm-hmm. and so whenever i came to colossians she was right there at my side uh, but now wow. you have to understand you know she had been saved as a teenager right
2: at mm-hmm. church
3: you know and then ended up being baptized in the river and uh so she always had that faith in jesus uh, but uh, you know as a mormon i guess there was those struggles back and forth, but she always had her testimony of Jesus. Right. And so now when this happens, and then I come to a full realization of of the cross and what Jesus done for me, and that I was yet a sinner, but he died for me. Uh, and so whenever I got saved, I mean, she was, she was so happy. <laughs> yeah. She was so happy. Yeah, she,
2: understood.
3: Was, uh, she understood.
2: She understood now what was going on. Wow. Yeah. Praise God, Adam. What a way to end. That's got to be close to where we got to end this podcast. Mm. (laughs) Uh, I haven't even been paying attention to the time. This has been so fascinating. So uh, so I guess here's my question. Is Ashley available? Because I would love to get her perspective on all this. Um, Yep. She is actually sitting right over here next to me so <laughs> okay yeah. so well we need to do a podcast episode with her yeah. um, I would love to do that what do you say Lynn we do the next one with Ashley and Adam together and let her give her perspective he can chime in if he needs to and okay what God's yeah. done
1: thank you Adam, for sharing your heart yeah. um, oh my it gosh, was yes. wonderful to hear your story I, I just yeah, love you. to hear God's salvation yeah. stories praise uh, the He's Lord wonderful God. Grace (laughs) and peace to you, listeners. Until next time. Joel. So long. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Thanks so much for listening to the unveiling grace podcast. You can find show notes and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. We have an exciting announcement. Michael Wilder's new book, Passport to Heaven, is out, and for a donation of $20 or more to the podcast, we'll send it to you. It's the true story of a zealous Mormon missionary who discovers the Jesus he never knew. Just go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the Micah's Book button to get yours. We appreciate your support of the Unveiling Grace podcast where you can experience a grace that heals.